It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. Here we are, Vinny Hardy, Terry, Tungsten Arm, Brown. (laughs) That's right. I had something else I was going to add with that, too, but uh, I saw the other day where the Angels did win three in a row. For the for the first time since June, <laughs> man. <laughs> and I thought about you, boy, because this that tungsten arm is perfect, man. Yeah, three. that's that that's one of those evergreen uh, evergreen uh, tweets that just apply. I mean, having two historical talents and just being terrible, it would be like when the Lakers had Shaq and Kobe and just not even winning thirty games. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about championship level. I'm talking about, like, just not even being a 500 team. I don't know how it works when you've got two dudes that uh, are from Owatani and uh, Trout. Mike Trout, yeah. Just, man, see, he's so nondescript. But, I mean, he's putting up these ridiculous numbers, but. Can you remember his name? <laughs> and then. Uh, Albert Pujols went out there for a decade, and he was still Albert Pujols when he left St. Louis. Yeah. And to me, a few more million. It, I mean, the Cardinals gave him, you know, but a few more million living in Orange County as opposed to St. Louis. Did he really get that money with the cost of living? Whatever. He ain't got an answer to me for that decision, but he went out <laughs> there and he might as well have been playing overseas. I, I almost I forgot who holds. I didn't. I never saw him. Never saw him until he came back to what the Dodgers last year. <laughs> Hadn't yeah. seen him in ten years. And and that's the thing is how can a franchise in Los Angeles be that nondescript? Mm-hmm. That's really hard to do. Like I know mm-hmm. we talk about you know the Rams obviously won the Super Bowl, but the Chargers like we know what's going on with them. Obviously. Your 17-time NBA champion, Lakers. Even the Clippers are interesting. I mean, they're terrible, and for comedic purposes, they're interesting. But for the Angels to be out there in Anaheim, you forget about them. Yeah, they won the World Series in 02. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, they had Angels in the outfield, which may be like the peak, uh, which may be their peak. Uh, But you forget about them, honestly. Yes, you're second fiddle by a lot to the Dodgers, but you're second fiddle in the second biggest market in this country. And like you said, we don't, not even on the radar. And you can spend money. That's the thing is you can absolutely spend money as a franchise. You're in LA. So your your ticket prices, your Q ratings, you can spend that money. It's how the Clippers made money all those years. With being terrible, yeah, you can charge over the average ticket prices if you're the Angels, and still not be as expensive as the Dodgers, and still make money. Yeah, you can still do that because that's what the Clippers did forever. Yep. 
they could charge for you know charge more than like milwaukee they can make that money mm -hmm. so your, your your tv deal simply for being in la is going to be worth more than the brewers if no. you're the angels no. so it's mismanagement as we've talked about most teams don't want to win they're trying to make a profit mm -hmm. if we're just being honest yep. and because you got to spend money to make money That's you it. know we, we talk about the yankees getting over the but especially with george steinberg you knew they were trying to win you know they might sign 45 year old a rod you know or whoever a name person but trying to win uh not quite like Daniel Snyder in our nation's capital, giving 55-year-old Bruce Smith the contract and 62-year-old Dion. That that's just I'm just trying to get a name. Yeah. That's different. Mm -hmm. That's just trying to shut up people saying he's not trying to win. <laughs> you know, but still I'm, not trying to win. Yeah, I, you know, like you, you can say, oh, we, you know, we signed Deion Sanders. Like, 40-year-old Deion Sanders. For real. Mm -hmm. Bruce Smith, already after he already had 200 career sacks. <laughs> Deion, Deion kept turf toe in Washington. He was like, yeah. yeah. Well, we know about, ask RG3 about the turf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of owners, a lot of, um, a lot of clubs, they're, not, they're just trying to turn a profit. Like we've talked about with the Cubs. They're just trying to make money. Which is fine, but the thing about sports is there's that emotional investment. You want me to invest in your in your what your product is, but you're not trying to win. That's mm -hmm. the unwritten contract between fans and teams. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to win? Exactly. Are you just if you're just trying to make money, I can find something else to do with my time. Mm -hmm. But if you've been a longtime fan, it's it's hard to quit them drugs, man. It's hard. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, I was as a Lakers fan, I was teetering because for a while there, I, was, I on this show, I said, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't like it. They've got to fix this. Mm -hmm. If this is LA, you either win or you spectacularly lose. You don't be mediocre. You cannot be just average ho hum and and running at them Gonzaga lineups. With Ronnie Turia and the Tariq Black and Chris Mim at one point, you know, whoever they were running out there. That year that Kobe got hurt. Woo! Those are some lineups. And I was like, you have woo. Since we own them, I thought we'd get them to them later, but since we own them, they retiring Powell's number seven jersey. Did you did you see that coming? Has there been an outcry for that? Is he, I mean, he ain't that. What tier is he at out of Laker? I know he played a key role in those titles, but getting his jersey retired, really? I, you know, the I I think absolutely Powell's career, if it was anywhere else, he'd be a no-brainer to get his jersey retired. Okay. No-brainer. I think because it's L.A., if you uh -huh. look at the jerseys that are retired, that's a high bar. But that's I think – you, you look back, and Powell was very, very good. He may be. I know uh, Luca is coming on. I know um, uh, Jokovic has won back-to-back -back MVPs. 
But mm-hmm. Powell's still on that short list of perhaps top Europeans ever. He would right there with Dirk. I mean, yeah, he's. He, I mean, he's below Dirk. He's below Luca. Will pass him. I think Jokic is there. But honestly, Powell was part of that bridge between soft Europeans and dudes that can get you buckets. Because mm-hmm. when both Gasol brothers came in, physicality, particularly Mark now being in the grindhouse there in Memphis for all those years, but Powell was that bridge, passing big man. Because you and I remember Europeans, few and far between, but they were soft. Kukoc, not known for body. And the Arvita Sabonis that we saw, mm-hmm. not quite. Because you can hear stories of uh, Olympic teams that had to play against peak Sabonis. Like, that dude could get you buckets. Mm-hmm. So. We had Detlef Shrimp for the longest time. Yeah, Detlef Shrimp was a dude. Yeah, you know. Oh. So, it was <laughs> You know, there was Marcelonis, there was uh, 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 Petrovic who passed away yeah. uh, playing mm-hmm. for the Nets. But Powell was, he was that dude. And if you mm-hmm. look at his numbers, they're really, I mean, they're, to me, it's worthy of being honored. Okay. Um, See, I, did, I did what you said. I was like, all those other jerseys, I'm like, Powell, really? They put him up there? And that's, I, <laughs> but. But, and, and, that, and that's the thing is, Powell may be, if you want to rank him, maybe the worst dude to have his number retired for the Lakers. As 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 I've told you before, picking a Lakers all-time starting five is hard. Because if you like, I wouldn't necessarily put LeBron on an all-time Lakers team. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But just looking at the big men, Shaq, Kareem, Wilt, who do you leave off? <laughs> yeah. You know, when you start looking at wings, Kobe, Baylor, West, who's not starting? Mm-hmm. You know, point guards. I mean, obviously Magic, but Norm Nixon, you know, Jamal Wilkes is in the Hall of Fame. Like, there are Hall of Fame dudes that have not been honored by the Lakers. Yeah. And Mikan doesn't even get brought up because he was so another era since he, he was like pre Bill Russell, but, you know, he's what the first big man and he's. You know, it was way different back then, but you got to still mention him because. Right. And, and let me, I'm looking up the retired numbers just real quick. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's going to be an expensive list. Because uh, off the top of my head, I don't, I don't know. Bear with me here. Because. Point guard magic, Norm Nixon. That, point guard's probably the weakest position all time after magic. And that's if right, because loaded at shooting guard, loaded at small forward, power forward and point guard might be the so weakest spot. The retired numbers, Wilt, now Powell, Elgin Baylor, Kobe, Gail Goodrich is, is a name you probably don't hear. That much, but he was absolutely uh, uh, yeah. a great guard. Of course, mm-hmm. Magic, Kareem, Shaq, James Worthy, Jerry mm-hmm. West, Jamal Wilkes. Okay, he is oh, okay. Uh, retired, and that's it. That's all. That's it. Hmm. I thought it'd kind of be like you know they kind of run out of numbers. You know, you get those some some of those you know Boston and 
the Yankees and like they they don't have any numbers left for dudes to wear. But that's a lot of things I thought for the Lakers. They got a lot of JWs: Jamal Wilkes, Jerry West, James Worthy. I mean, that's right. J Dub is 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 a thing, and of course, uh, Chick Hearn. Uh, But yeah, the standard to get your to get retired by the Lakers is pretty darn high. That's a they're all Hall of Fame players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just I'm just glancing. Uh, Gail Goodrich and Pal would be the only two to not be NBA top seventy-five. Mm. And I wonder if Goodrich was top fifty. He was. He had to be close if he wouldn't. I, I don't think he was. Really? I don't think he was. Yeah, but. That's 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 pretty darn good. Yeah, that, that's pretty darn good, and and so I've got no problem with it because, like I said, uh, if Powell had done what he had done for any other franchise, he gets retired. That is true. But it's just that the when you think of retired numbers, is he Wilt Kareem Shaq? No. Yeah, no. I mean no. I mean, but uh, three straight finals uh, kept the Lakers you know, at the top while he was there. So he was the missing piece. Yeah. You know, Kobe was ready to go. Mm-hmm. I think Chicago was almost a done deal. Mm-hmm. Uh that trade. Uh but Kobe stayed and 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 getting Powell. Uh probably the, the last big move of Jerry West as an executive and it paid dividends. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well as y'all know we are coming to you courtesy of uh Anchor, if you listen on podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify and Spreaker and Stitcher and uh, Pocket Cast and all kind of platforms that you know, some people, I don't even know all of them, but some people are like, that's my go-to podcast platform. Well, whatever that is, you can get us there. Uh, and you can also see us on Roku, thanks to the BS3 Network. It's right there up on the top. Uh, corner of the screen, BS3. Thanks to Ben Stutter and the BS3 Network. Find us to be part of the network. We got a new promo video. Well, I don't know if we got a new promo video. I'll have to work that in or see how we can do it. I'll check. But um, the BS3 Awards coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, buddy. We won one last year, the most consistent podcast. Ben was sending out some polls uh, for some groupings of categories that podcasts are getting nominated for so uh on the bs3 facebook group we saw the newbies the new kids on the block marriage is real life happens man talk mondays and our guy aj jones lunch break sports show friend of this show so he's nominated for one of the new kids on the block podcast and there'll be other different categories and stuff to get nominated for as the days draw closer for the awards. So uh, do check us out on your Roku device. Like the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Um, sometimes TB and I go as a twosome. Sometimes we have great guests. But we enjoy doing this. Enjoy y'all listening. and Definitely appreciate it. Uh, outside of all the Lakers stuff, ain't really much to talk about. So I guess we can go ahead and wrap things up, man. And, you know, call it after. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you didn't already been on a couple shows this week. I didn't hear the spaces last night, but I caught you on round the shots talking about the main topic in our state of Kentucky. Yeah, it, it's been 
Friday, was it Friday when everything dropped? Thursday or Friday? Yeah. It all starts running together. Uh, so a lot of things can be true at the same time. Yep. Right? Cal shouldn't have said basketball school. Nope. Normally, Cal is as cold and as calculating with his words as anybody in the business. And you can make that to be a negative or whatever. He knows what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I think I understand the intent behind what he was saying, no. but it didn't work. No. So that's number one. <laughs> Cal shouldn't have said it. That's no. one. No. Two, Stoops was, Mark Stoops was rightly offended. Nope. But <laughs> he took it too far. Yep. You can be offended without amping it up like he did. That's two. Three, you know, I support Mitch Barnhart as athletic director. His resume is 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 what it is. You can look at the director's cup. You can look at the trophy case. You can look at facilities, all that kind of stuff. The weakest part of his job is the PR aspect. Yes. And unfortunately, this past week, we needed an AD that was a master at PR because the press conference, <laughs> he made things worse. Yep. So you've got three ego-driven, successful guys. Yep. The testosterone got raised up. Mm-hmm. Social media got involved. Players got involved, fans got involved, everybody's choosing sides, and cooler heads eventually prevailed. It shouldn't have gotten this far. Yeah. (laughs) What Cal was saying is true. Kentucky's a basketball school. They are, yes. What does that mean? Does that mean we focus on basketball and nothing else? No. What that means is when I wear my Kentucky shirt around here in Iowa and in the Midwest, yes. generally the first question, well, not in Iowa, they like Mark Stoops because he played for Iowa. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's Kentucky basketball. I've been all over the place. Mm-hmm. I went to a wedding years ago with my first wife, and it was one of her friends that I'm trying to get this right. Her friend got her law degree at Harvard or Princeton, one of these Ivy League schools. Long story short, I'm hanging out with all the groomsmen. They're all Ivy League, every single one of them. And I'm like, how am I, like, what am I going to say? I don't usually get intimidated, but I'm like, this person went to Harvard. This is my Princeton buddy. This is my Brown. This is Dartmouth. And I'm like, I went to UK. And I'm proud of UK. Don't get me wrong, but Ivy League's Ivy League. So I, we're we're wherever. And I'm like, I, you know, all right, I'll just sit here. And do you know what all these Ivy League dudes ask me? What was it like to be on campus when Kentucky won the championship? <laughs> so the point is, when you tell someone you're from Kentucky, it's the Derby. It's KFC, and if they're sports inclined, it's Kentucky basketball. And bourbon. Yep. And, well, and bourbon, right, right. Like I, I went 
That's the I, Mount Rushmore for people outside of here. I, I got I got some bourbon for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. Went to the store and I'm looking at the bourbons. Guy approaches me. Can I help you? Sir, I'm from Kentucky. Most of these good bourbons were brewed about an hour and a half from my hometown. I got it. <laughs> he said, okay. I was like, I get, I've been on, you know, <laughs> I'm good, you know. It, well, this one's got earth. I, I understand. Like this, this, this one, you know. Yeah, I end up going with four roses, but I'm like, I understand about bourbon. You don't need to give me whatever you read in the brochure. My blood has bourbon running in it, right? So anyway, so that was Cal's point, right? The big point is, Cal wants a new practice facility. Stoops wants a new practice facility. Okay. At the end of all this, with all this puffing up your chest and all this blustering, both of those things are going to happen. They will have state-of-the-art. Mm -hmm. So that's that. So then, as the dust starts to settle, now people are saying, okay, who is the most replaceable? Right. <laughs> and what Stoops has done is remarkable. We've talked about it at length on this show. Two 10-win seasons matches the other 10-win seasons that we've had in our lifetime and forever. And it's like five or six straight bowls, whatever it is. It's beating Iowa. It's beating Penn State in bowls. It is, it is being in a position to make that leap this year. Like you and I went over 10-11 wins. It's not crazy talk. Mm -hmm. We have lapped uh, 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 other programs in the SEC East. You could probably say that Kentucky, maybe the fourth or fifth best program in the SEC total. That's great. He's done a remarkable job. Uh, and, and he reminded everybody that, you know, the football program wasn't born on third base. I dig at the basketball program. Yeah. <laughs> And so then people are like, you can replace Cal. Can you? Yes. Is it as easy as you say? No. Well, look at all the other coaches that have won. And I've been on the record again. Kentucky has been very lucky and been very fortunate with choosing coaches. And I think we take that for granted that if Cal left today, we could just find somebody off the street and plug and play. That's not how this goes. You can look at Kentucky's neighbors to the north and Indiana had a nice run. A couple of bad hires, even the bluest of blue bloods, it's not just the name. It's the person leading the program, right? Mm -hmm. uh, where you are, Knoxville, Kentucky or uh, Tennessee women's basketball program was a juggernaut. And they've had a couple of coaches since Pat Summit, and nope. it hasn't it hasn't gone the way they thought. We just assume because we're Kentucky, and even Billy Gillespie was SEC Coach of the Year, which is just mind boggling when you think about it. The dude we don't talk about still was SEC Coach of the Year, but that doesn't mean that the next coach will be able to do it. And you mentioned Pat Summit, her first replacement assistant. Set at her side for years, Holly Warlick, and now, oh, Kelly Jolly played. Kelly Jolly, former player, played for Tennessee, played for Pat Summit, thus proving that it just doesn't rub off 
Just because you sit beside a Belichick and Summit and Geno don't mean go out and, and replicate it. And and so we we talk about things like Kentucky basketball, Alabama football have this institutional um, knowledge, for lack of a better word, on how to be good. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you get to those places, you are going to have everything you need to be good, mm-hmm. whether it's investment, fan support, fine. You're going to get it, mm-hmm. but you still have to do the job. Yeah. And I, I think that Kentucky fans, since we're, you know, Cal's year 14 now, don't remember how bad things were before he got here. That's true. We were hanging on the precipice of being irrelevant for a generation. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that lightly. When you look, because Patrick Patterson's leaving, Jody Meeks is leaving, no one's coming in. Sure weren't. <laughs> At all. It was this close to ending up like IU. Mm-hmm. So my whole issue with that is, look, I don't want to replace either one of them. Right. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. So then it's, well, Mitch, that's the dude. Well, so as you, as I said on um, Round of Shots, and for whatever reason, Mitch Barnhart, as a UK athletic director, he's either a buffoon that has no idea what he's doing or he's some evil genius, depending on how you want to frame things. The stuff that happens that we don't like, he's 100% responsible for. The stuff that happens that's good, it's forced on him and it's accidental. He 100% hired Billy Gillespie. He then conversely had nothing to do with John Calipari. He 100% hired Joker, and then he had nothing to do with Mark Stoops. Yeah, that was Tim Couch and Neil. That wasn't Mitch. <laughs> yeah, it, he just – so there's that aspect of it. Yeah. There's this notion that he is like Scrooge McDuck from the old DuckTales cartoons, and he's just sitting on a money bin of money, and he's just refusing to give it out. So when I see people say Mitch doesn't want to give football any money, <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I go to the uh, UKAthletics.com/slash facilities, and I look up. Okay, so starting in 2013, softball got a new stadium, 9.5 mil, right? Uh, soccer in 2015, 8 mil. Football 2015, 126 million for upgrades to Kroger Field, which you and I were in the press box before then. It was needed, right? It was necessary. Yeah. 2016, the football crafts uh, practice facility, 45 mil. 2018, Memorial completely renovated, 15 mil. The basketball craft locker room, redone, 4 mil. Uh, Baseball, 2019, 49 mil. Mm -hmm. So... My addition may not be, I've got 200, roughly $260 million in facility uh, upgrades or what, you know, investments. Mm -hmm. That does not include the Rupp Arena renovations 
that started in 2016. You remember Big Bertha? Big Bertha gone. All the investments there, that's a $310 uh, investment. Not, I was not able to locate what UK's portion is. So it's conceivable that it's right around $300 million, a quarter of a billion dollars in the last seven years. And you're telling me he does not want to invest. They're putting video boards up as we speak in right. Chrome Field. Right, right, right. And the video boards they're taking down were put up in 2017. Okay. So <laughs> is it fair to say, yeah, I, I, you know, does the basketball need a new practice? I, uh, sure, they need to be the flagship. That's great. You know, football yeah. needs it. But the conversation can't be, well, he doesn't. The conversation, if you want to have it, should be he should do more. The issue is once football got the necessary, you know, $180 million, at that point, the university uh, turned its attention toward the quote unquote minor sports. And as I said on Round of Shots, as I've tweeted, as I tell people, you want to say, and I'm speaking generally, well, we don't care about all that. Give football what they want. Give men's basketball what they want. Okay. So since we've had investments into the women's track program, which took place in 2013, 2014, well, what happened? Well, they finished second in the country in 2015. Coach Florial, who we've had on this uh, show, left to go to Texas. We brought in Coach Coach Lonnie. Coach Green, and the programs kept moving. So my point to that is you can't root on Abby. You can't root on Sydney, setting world records, winning gold medals, beating your chest. That came with investment, right? Mm-hmm. So a few years ago, the volleyball team uh, in Memorial Coliseum gets renovated. Well, what happens? Volleyball team was a national championship. And we're puffed out our chest as we should. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, the Hillary J. Boone Tennis Center got a complete renovation. What happens? Men's tennis finished second in the country, national runner up this past year. Yep. You, all those people, all those students, all those student athletes deserve to have top flight uh, uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you, football and men's I, look. It's it's not a zero sum game, right? No. But Mitch's job isn't just to cater to football and basketball. Right. It's to run a top notch athletic program, which he has done. Yeah. So again, I say all this to say, Mitch is not scared to invest, even though he's not. To get funding and, and all that kind of stuff, it's got to go through the university board. It's got to be approved through the General Assembly of the state of Kentucky. It's not like you can just start writing checks. Nope. So is there more he can do? Probably. But to say he's not doing anything and he's the impediment to <laughs> right. Kentucky being great, mm. that's where you lose me. Mm. 
And for the alcohol thing, that's I mean, there's a lot of people you know fussing about that. I think Alabama just started selling alcohol, just approved it like this week going into this year, and Auburn and Georgia still haven't either. Now, I'm not saying that means Mitch is cool or not, but he's still it's, everybody acts like he's the only school in the SEC that hasn't. Like Vanderbilt's down there just handing out 40s and <laughs> that's not what happens. There's still some, some places where you think would already be drinking and they're not. And so I don't know if those ADs are getting what Mitch is getting, but Mitch is he's not the absolutely dead last dude to do it in this conference. So I, I think when it comes to the alcohol, that's two different discussions. What some proponents would say is, yeah, you sell alcohol, you know, that will help pay for a whole bunch of stuff. Got to get that alcohol money. Number one, how much alcohol do you think people drink? Okay, so I looked at front office sports when the SEC began to, to, to sell alcohol. So Texas A&M, this is from 2019 numbers, their gross alcohol revenue was $2.4 million, gross. So let's say that Kentucky can outdrink them and get to $3 million. $3 million is a good number, but what are you doing with that? If the renovation or a brand new uh, football practice facility was $45 million, how many gears of alcohol sales do you need? <laughs> right? But as understand... As many years as it's going to take Tennessee to tie us in the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I had someone say, well, you know, the, the new SEC TV deal, that money's coming. That money is coming. It ain't came yet. Mm -hmm. Right? And one thing we do know about how the athletic department is run, let me get this, uh, let me get this, uh, basically, and I want to get this accurate, the athletic department is not going to go into debt. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to understand. Oh, let me find it. Let me find it. Okay. So UK athletics remains a rarity in college athletics, an athletics department that not only operates on a balanced budget self-sufficiently with uh, the help of no state or university funds or student fees, but also contributes a significant portion of its revenue to university initiatives. Yeah. This, uh, blah, 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 uh, basically the new Jacob Science Building, you know they've built a bunch of buildings since we've been there, right? Uh, this Jacob's <laughs> Science Building does Not that I was into too many science buildings when I was there, but anyway, uh, they're paying for nearly two-thirds, athletic department is paying for two-thirds of that building. Mm -hmm. And so it is a source of pride, not just among Mitch, but among all the other movers and shakers that the Kentucky Athletic Department is self-sufficient, pays its bills, and contributes to the university. Those are three things. And you can talk about, well, Mitch, that is not going to happen. That is not the way the university is set up to operate. The people that contribute more than you want it run this way. And that's what I tell people. The right. people that contribute a lot of zeros that you don't even know about yeah. want the alcohol policy 
And they want the athletic department run this way. Mm-hmm. Because we see all over the place athletic departments running in the red. As tuition goes up, more and more people are saying, why is X amount of tuition going toward uh, athletics? Believe it or not, the University of Louisville wasn't even paying for the electricity at their sport facilities. So to me, that's a sense of pride. Mm -hmm. One of the few that you could probably count on one hand of all the universities in the country, mm-hmm. completely self-sufficient. Even ones that bring in more revenue, completely self-sufficient. And I always, I, I tweeted this out, retweeted this out, Evan Crane, who was, uh, I believe, SID for Women's Basketball Forever. Mm-hmm. This is what he said. He was quote tweeting uh, the Kentucky Athletics uh, account that, that basically was touting uh, Kentucky finished ninth overall in the Director's Cup. This is Evan Crane. Over two years ago in the early stages of a pandemic, on a Zoom call with 250 plus employees, I remember Mitch saying, this is a family. Families stick together, layoffs are not an option. We'll come out on the other side better and together. This is the other side that is leadership. So I say all that to say, yes, Mitch could have handled this situation better. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to get Cal and Stoops, get them on a Zoom call. Get, you can you can FaceTime more than one person at a time. You set it up, you have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. this does not benefit the university at all. Everybody looks bad. Yeah. Now, I'm with you on everything you said. I mean, historically, like we all know, like you just said, people outside of Kentucky, basketball is going to come up. Where are you from, Kentucky? Oh, basketball. So historically, we're a basketball school. That goes without saying. So if something goes without saying, you don't even have to say it. So Cal <laughs> shouldn't have said that. Um, and it did, like you said, it sounded like he took a little pat on the head. Hope y'all keep winning 10 games. That's nice. Oh, that's cute. Hope you win 10 games and go to bowls. Keep like, you know, so like you said, we we talk about petty and we love people getting petty and getting their back up about it. Anybody in Stoops' position, especially who's, we know how pitiful it was when he came into where he's got it. Anybody's going to kind of be offended by when they hear that. You know, it's a basketball school. Hope they keep doing what they're doing. And Cal could have made valid points for the practice facility without even mentioning football. The Craft Center is 14, 15 years old. Is it decrepit? Is it as bad as Commonwealth before the renovation? No, but it's not up there where Kansas and, and UNC have got to. They've gotten passed by some others, and maybe it is time to, to bump them back up to where Cal thinks they should be. You can say all of that without saying, we're a basketball school. Hope, you know, football keeps doing what they're doing. Georgia have this, Alabama this. We win 10 games, all of that. So, like you said, he, he stepped in it with that. And, you know, we've been sat through some cow pressers. The dude we've heard, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, um, it's been a long time since I was wrong. Last time I was wrong, 1978. When that dude has TJ Bosner tweet out, my bad. 
And then yeah, he yeah. tells Keith Farmer, friend of this show, on video, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. When that dude is apologizing to that extent, they let you know he knows he done messed up. Now, with you, <laughs> like Stoops, <laughs> he's a redhead, he's a ginger. We all know what they say about that. He was firing off tweets and he quote tweeted it. Then he retweeted Aaron Gershon. He retweeted whoever was taking his side saying, man, Cal shouldn't have done that. He was retweeting it. So like you said, he ratcheted it up more than it should have been. Then in the press conference he did, which they hadn't met yet, which that's like you said, Barnhart should have got him on the call. Absolutely. So he was scheduled to speak anyway. I ain't gonna hold back the whole born on third base and, and that whole thing I'm with you on all that. So, oh, uh, Mitch should have gotten together and and squashed it long before that. Uh, to your point, Mitch did mention he he mentioned ninth in the director's cup two or three times in his press, <laughs> he flexed on that two or three and, times as he should, and, and he absolutely should yes. because. Mitch has got an ego too, as well as he should. Like I like I said, now in the sports world, you almost can't go a few weeks without a former UK athlete shining, whether it's Olympics, world champion, like we're becoming an everything school. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, he's got to have his chest poked out too, because all those things I just read, that's a rarity. And he's running that. Mm-hmm. Over his 20 years, he got UK self-sufficient. All that happened. Yeah. One exercise, I, I think people, if 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 Cal had said this in 2015, would people have been upset? If if when it was announced that Kroger Field was going to get, you know, nearly 130 million, and then the football team was going to get a 50, he could have said in 2015 coming off of four Final Fours in five years, he could have been like, why are they getting it? They ain't done nothing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these people, well, Cal needs to win more championships. And, you know, you know the football people, okay. But at, at some point, football needed those investments, and they hadn't shown anything on the field that was worthy of $160 million. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes both ways. Like I said, I think at the end of all this, Everybody's going to get what they want. It was mm-hmm. an ugly way to go about it. Uh, Cal, it, it, and the whole framing that people uh, put out there, well, if Mitch was better, he shouldn't have Cal or Stoops begging in public. I have watched a lot of uh, coaches talking. They all are talking about, they all want more. They all want more. Whatever it is, uh, 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 Nick Saban has asked for more in in a press conference, talking to someone. They all want more. It's not about begging, but that they all do that. They they that that's that's a coach's thing. Even when they get something brand new, they're looking on to the the next thing. That yeah. that's just how things that that's just how these things go. And. Everybody knows it's been well documented. Cal and Mitch aren't that tight, aren't that close, oil and water, whatever you want to call it. Friend of this show, who's now DePaul, Dwayne Peavy, supposedly kind of sued a lot of that tension for a lot of years. He's not there now. So 
Mitch also got in the we're gonna be grateful, <laughs> we're not gonna be entitled, and and you know, he got them digs in. Yeah, maybe yeah. that was maybe that's from his personal feelings how he felt, and he kind of let that out. Uh, I did like how he got animated on one thing and then another thing where he was well, kind of mishandled it. The part where because he does seem kind of conservative, kind of laid back. Um, and we saw Brian Harson at Auburn tweeting out with Bruce Pearl, like they're the best of buddies, football and basketball can get along. I think Arkansas, some of the other schools were kind of jumping in to say, Hey, look at us. We're, we're united. But Brian Harson, he can, he probably, he might be the first coach fired this year. He might not even make it through the season. Then <laughs> Bruce Pearl, I don't even know if Bruce knows who he is, but yeah, he, me and Bruce, look at us taking a shot at Kentucky. So Mitch said, I've seen a lot of my friends and colleagues tweeting stuff that he didn't expect to see them tweeting. And he said, if that's how we want to play, then let's go. Let's, and I was like, oh, okay, Mitch. So to, I, to see him get fired up about some of that, I like that. Now, everything's cool. Sidney McLaughlin, Abby Steiner. Swimming and diving, volleyball, minor sports. To we wouldn't know about it. Sure, he contributed. He's under his leadership. We wouldn't have known about it without the media coverage. So to get up there and say the media ain't tweeted this and that and said nothing about track. Yeah. We talked about Abby. We talked about them. I yeah. retweeted UK track. I don't know how many times. Yeah. Larry Vault. All these people and friend of the. Sh- Friend of the show, Mark Story, thought he was being facetious when he said it. I didn't think so. So to get up there and just say, y'all, y'all ain't tweeted one thing or TikTok or whatever the heck you do about none of this other stuff. When uh, Mitch, you know, you lying through your teeth when you said that. Well, that was I, terrible. I, I think he was trying to be. I do think he was trying to be funny, <laughs> but not everybody can tell a joke. <laughs> and and that that's the that's the point is he's not good at PR. No. He's not. He's, he doesn't interview well. And I'll be the first person to say that. And so a lot of what Mitch has done has been, uh, you know, he leans on his resume, which he should. Mm-hmm. But as I said at the very beginning of this discussion, we needed a, a, a PR person and we did not have that. Mm-hmm. It's a bad look for all three of them. Really? Because as I, you know, I forgot what gift I used, you know, you got, you know, national championship rifle coach. You got all these other coaches like we count too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so football, basketball, whatever, it's an everything school. You can come to the University of Kentucky, whatever the sport, and you can compete. Yep. Whatever it is. So at the end of the day, everybody needs to kiss and make up. I know that Mitch and, and Cal, whatever that relationship is, uh I think they're they they both want to win. Yeah, and neither and one of them come out and, and refuted all the stuff about they don't like each other. Ain't nobody come out and say, "Hey, all this stuff about us not liking each other." And neither one of them, neither one of them come out and <laughs> refuted any of that. So it's it's probably some look, tension. Look, look, you ain't you're old money. enough. To, you're not old enough to remember Shaq and Kobe, right? And look, you can still be successful and not like a coworker. Like <laughs> that's not a prerequisite. You, you looking at the, the the last dance, how many of those dudes liked Michael Jordan? Like, I'm sure they liked winning and they liked all that, but 
How many like Michael Jordan? You know, there's people you don't like at your work right now, but you got to get along to 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 get a team goal. That's not unusual. Like to me, that doesn't bother me. Well, Cal and Mitch don't don't talk. Don't do okay. <laughs> like you know, I mean, okay. No. But they still have jobs to do. They're still professionals. They're still gonna. Uh, do what they can to be successful. Had the relationship been better, would Cal not have worded? Would he worded things a little bit differently? Probably. Yeah, I, I, I get it. He wanted to put some outside pressure on Mitch. Like, mm-hmm. look at what these programs have. We were supposed to be the gold standard, and that's a conversation we can have. Yeah, absolutely. Four players to do it. We'll just do it without you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, there's 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 ways to go about it, and you know, mm-hmm. trying to put Mitch in a box and. If if I'm Mitch Barnhart, no, you can't do me like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm grown. Like, I mean, that's just so everybody is a twinge right, everybody is a twinge wrong. Yes. It was an ugly look. Uh fine bomb saying that Cal is overstated working. <laughs> fine bomb been ready to he's been ready to fire that shot for years. You can tell and, he had been locked and loaded, just couldn't wait to say it. And and you know, look. Sharks smell blood in the water. Yes, that's all that was. And honestly, this was a blip. We're we're doing this because we've got no real games to speak of. True. Mm-hmm. But as I said on Spaces last night, November 19th and November 20th, that's the Georgia game football, and that's the uh, Gonzaga game basketball. Mm-hmm. If, if we get to that Georgia game with like you and I predict, uh, predicted, and it's, you know, that tenth win. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody worried about that. Yeah. Cont- you know, if we, uh, as the men's basketball team, beats Michigan State, I think that's who we got in the Champions Classic. Beat Michigan State, and then you take care of Gonzaga. Nobody cares. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody cares. It's, it's, it, you know, if if we're in a situation where, you know, if you get to ten wins and you beat Georgia, you're going to Atlanta, football team. Mm-hmm. Great. And then if Cal follows it up and shakes off the rust and gets to the final four, okay. No. This yeah. has a year to be a big year for a lot of programs. Mm-hmm. Volleyball, we know, is at a high level. Baseball, hopefully they can stay healthy. We saw what they were when they got healthy at the end of the year. We mm-hmm. know gymnastics. We know softball is always in it. So Keep in mind, we got to ninth in the country, and the basketball team, men's basketball, lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you factor in if men's basketball can make a Final Four run, if women uh, can make it to the second weekend, and everybody else either maintains or improves, that's a lot of hardware coming mm-hmm. uh, uh, to Lexington. So to me, this was just something – Everybody got in their feelings. And it, look, it happens. Look, I get in my feelings sometimes. It happens. I'm not laying yeah. blame, but I just wish cooler heads would have prevailed because we don't need uh, football players tweeting out things about the basketball team. Now, you notice who was silent. I did not see any back and forth with the basketball players, mm-hmm. which I thought either – I'm sure they were told don't get into it, like don't – like. Um, but 
like I said, I understand it. I just wish it was handled a little bit differently. But yeah, and one, as can say, it is what it is. Yeah, and one more thing about Feinbaum too. Talking about, I interviewed Cal at the spring meeting in Destin, and I could see it in his eyes. He was the, well, if if you saw it in his eyes, why didn't you say something then? If it was so bad, why you wait till now? So that that let you know he had that locked and loaded. And back to the revenue, you mentioned a focus being put on all of the sports. We talked about how Kentucky is not Texas from a financial standpoint. So we're putting all this other revenue and focus on these other sports to build them up. It's more of a, you have to wait. It's more, it's a bigger rotation to, it comes back around the basketball. You used to, I mean, basketball got all the money, football got the money. Nobody was worried about baseball and gymnastics and tennis. Yeah. And soccer. Now these funds have to be allocated a little bit different. And now it's, to me, it's kind of like Mitch is like at the circus, you know, the guy spinning the plates. You got to go from one plate to the other. To keep yeah. all so by the time you get back to the craft center, it is 14, 15 years old and it's not where it was. Everybody got to wait to turn a little bit more now when you were everything school. And again, Kentucky, although it is self-sufficient, the revenues, if you look at the revenues, even though being in the SEC, it's not as high as you would think. Mm-hmm. Because Kentucky's not a rich state, yeah, right. generally speaking. Mm-hmm. When you look at, and I know SEC is going to bring money in, I, I get that, but your boosters, Texas got oil money. Mm-hmm. And as we've said before, uh, go to your gas pump. You tell me what you see, <laughs> right? That oil money is going to be there. Coal ain't hitting like it used to. Mm. Tobacco ain't hitting like it used to in Kentucky. Nope. So it's not quite the same. Now, again, not poor. I'm just talking about relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just like here in Iowa, you know, corn prices. That depends on the booster, you know, pork prices. Uh, you know, Bomani Jones pointed this out. You can see when a lot of teams are good, what the economy around the university is doing. Mm-hmm. When Miami of Florida in the early mid eighties, when that uh, those uh, narcotics were mm-hmm. flowing, mm-hmm. and Miami kind of became the center of everything. The U was the U, right? Mm-hmm. SMU, early 80s, when when gas prices really started spiking and you had all those mm-hmm. rich dudes in the Dallas area that went to SMU, they decided SMU will be good at football. Mm-hmm. And we got the Pony Express. Nope. So if you look at a lot of the ups and downs and waves of some of these programs, they do big things depending on how their boosters make money. Mm-hmm. So yes, Kentucky's got boosters. Kentucky's got you know fervent fans, but it's not this bottomless pit of money, right? Right. That that people assume it is. It just isn't. Yeah. And I, that's not crying poor. That's like you said. You got to have a list. You got to allocate. And I, I'm I'm sure that if Mitch wanted to, you build something new every year. But that's not the reality of it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You mentioned the corn prices. Uh, the Field of Dreams game just rolled through. The Cubs and the Reds <laughs> came through. Uh, Iowa, a few 
hours away from where y'all are. You you yeah. uh you got into the spirit of it, I guess, a little bit out there in the backyard. And as soon as we moved in this house, uh, I looked. I said, "What is that out there? That's a cornfield." <laughs> so I was like, "There's a cornfield in my backyard." And I was thinking, "I know what I'm gonna do when it's the Field of Dreams game." So uh, my wife is awesome. She's exceedingly patient to film me and take pictures of me coming out of the corn on the Field of Dreams. Uh, <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Expos jersey and the that's right, that's right. That's, that did have the Expos jersey on uh, for that, and uh, even Little Miss understood when I sent it to her. She's like, "That's that movie about those you know people in the corn." So she's obsessed. She told me to watch out for the children of the corn, but then she also got the the Field of Dreams reference. So yeah, I'm ridiculous. She's great. It's like, like I said, the corn's right there. So yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I don't know what I don't know who won the game, but uh, I guess the Cubs the won. The Cubs won. Okay, okay. The two takeaways: you had Ken Griffey Senior, Ken Griffey Junior, come out of the corn, mm-hmm. play catch. Now, shocker, TB, I have not seen that movie, but uh, I'm not a movie guy. I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard about it and the references and father son play. I haven't seen it either, and Ooh. so. There is a disconnect, I think. And we've talked about this when we talk about baseball in general. For black people, baseball is a little bit different. So when you think about when Field of Dreams came out, what generation were they going back to? Shoeless Joe and those guys. Well, we weren't allowed to play. Mm-hmm. So I remember when it came out and it was a big deal and talked to my dad about it. He's like, I don't know. You know, give me Satchel Page and Josh. You know, it, there was no connection for for us to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's your bag, I get it. That that's great, but I just didn't have that connection. Yeah, and, uh, because they were harking back to a time where we couldn't play. Mm-hmm. So you you can't have that. And as we've talked about before, with the Griffies. A lot of the stars or the bigger stars when we were coming up were sons of ball players. Yeah. King Griffey Jr., Barry mm-hmm. Bonds. You know, they were they were kind of second generation. Yeah. You know, so it, 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 it anyway, we could dive into why black folks ain't playing baseball. It's why I love Tim Anderson. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, of the White Sox, but but part of the reason is that baseball doesn't want to change. Part of the reason is, you know, part of the reason is field of dreams. Baseball loves looking back, but doesn't want to move forward. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's part of the appeal, and I get it. Baseball is timeless, blah, 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 blah. You know, look, the NBA is not going to play a game at, you know, the YMCA where uh, Naismith invented the game. Like, that's, it's just not going to happen. The NFL mm-hmm. isn't going to start playing in leather helmets mm-hmm. and, and, and say you can't forward pass. <laughs> you know, those leagues have, have changed. Mm-hmm. And, and baseball really doesn't want to. And the powers that be in baseball don't want it to. So whether that's right or wrong, baseball is forever backward looking. Yeah. That is true. Second takeaway, I got to know what you, the Cubs won. 
your lovely wife, Katie, who is on the, the Mount Rushmore of Cubs fandom. <laughs> she they says, tweeted her. They put her name on the scoreboard. And oh, yeah. yeah. yeah she's that. Good deal. So she is huge in Fly to W Nation. The Harry Carey Take Me Out to the Ball Game holograph, did did, did Cubs Nation approve? No, disapprove? no, no. Oh, when when it when it got leaked, and I forget who on like that this is it it just what are we doing? Okay. Like for for me, just show a video. Like what are we doing? Uh it, it started with the Tupac hologram, however many years that we don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. It it just it looks creepy, to yeah, be honest yeah. with you. That was rough. Yeah, and just just play the just you can literally just play a clip of of Harry Carey at uh, at Wrigley singing yeah. it. What are we doing? That was yeah, but I, I don't know any Cubs fans that were okay with that. Okay, I pulled it up on Twitter. I heard about it the next day. I went what? So just type in Harry Carey the holograph on the video. Okay. How'd you feel about Harry Carey? I, I just asked her, and she did say that uh, the uh, hologram was horrible. So, mm-hmm. Cubs, Cubs Twitter, not not too warm to that. Um, yeah. Man, that was... But we watched the we did watch the game, uh, uh, so that's good. Uh, as my lovely wife did point out, it was one of the few times we could actually watch a Cubs game in Iowa, because as I've told you before, yeah. uh, I was blocked uh, blacked out for. Every team that's reasonably close. That's, so that's another thing baseball's got to fix. That's so stupid. So does yeah. WGN even show them anymore? I, I mean, they used to be every they day. Move, move to Marquee and hold on. I'm I'm talking. Uh, I'm talking. Hold on, sweetie. Yeah. So do the do the Cubs? Is it just all Marquee now? Because WGN gets some games, don't they? That's correct. Yeah, WGN gets some games, but it's not quite like it was back when you could. Um, used to be every afternoon. Yeah, you know, back. That's why there's so many Cubs and Braves fans because you had WGN and WTBS. Mm-hmm. You know, with those Braves games starting five minutes after the hour. Yeah, I'm yeah. that old to remember when everything was at seven oh five. Them's were the days, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and when we first started, the, the Cubs didn't even have lights. They all had to be day games back when yeah. we were little, little. Yeah. And when the Cubs would play the Braves, I was still a Braves fan, but I would flip from TBS to WGN just to listen yeah. to Harry. And it was a simpler game. You get Harry, okay, father, son. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> it, was, it was a much simpler time back in those days. But, uh, again, baseball at some point, and they – Powers that be haven't done it for the last hundred years. They got to be forward thinking. Yeah, uh, they just need to. The, the World Baseball Classic is where it's at. That's that's who has fun. That's yes. who has. You got Colombia playing, uh, the Bahamas, and you know somebody gets a home run. Somebody hits a single to right, and a run scores. And they cheering like they won the World Series, and it's the top of the second inning, and it's just flavor, and it's fun, and it's just that's that's what needs to be infused 
into MLB's vein. Put some of that World Baseball Classic vibes into it. Sports is supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. If I take a stick and hit a ball traveling 90 miles an hour, I hit that ball 400 feet, that is to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. And if you're the person that threw it, I'm going to let you know. You threw that, and then I hit it with this stick. There we go. That's part of it. That's part of it. Now, it you know people don't oh you know sportsmanship eh, it's a little overrated the professional level. Like if I dunk on you, I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> right? Like you know if uh, I make a play on you in football, I'm gonna tell you about it. Like you know I know you Cowboys fans don't like Terrell Owens there at the star. <laughs> well, keep him out of the end zone. That's how you solve that. If Ooh. I catch this. In your house, I'm going to let you know about it. And if you don't like it, keep me from doing it. That is. Well said. Well said. No matter who you root for or whose team gets scored on, that is that is it, man. Um, yeah, look, looking at your boy, though, uh, Michael Irvin says the Cowboys could go undefeated this year, baby. If the Dallas Cowboys clean up these penalties, they'll be chasing the undefeated 1972 Miami Dolphins. Don't put that on them, Mike. Don't put that on them. And I'm just like, look, the Cowboys lost a home playoff game to a team led by Jimmy Garoppolo, so <laughs> let's uh, let's pump those brakes on going undefeated. Yeah, they still got to do that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just... Just make the playoffs. They ought to win the division. It, I mean, I am a homer, but I think we they should be better. The division is still kind of garbage. We ought to win that. And get but the, the commanders. <laughs> Carson Wentz. That don't scare us. He <laughs> he's making his second tour duty in the NFC East. Then went to he is journeyman already. Highest paid journeyman in league history. Man. Indy and now back to Washington, and but he was better than Dak. Let Philly tell it. Oh, he's better than Dak. Okay, for ten games he was. I mean, you know, and and look, we have seen it. We talked about Jeremy Lin a couple of weeks ago. We have seen dudes be great for two weeks, yeah. or for a month or so, in all kinds of sports. Mm, yeah. You know, I remember, uh, I think it was Fernando Tatis for the Cardinals. He had like a four-home run game, and then a couple days later, two or three home runs, and that was it. Like, sometimes with sports, you just, you know, it's like Timmy Smith for the Washington football team. When Doug Williams led the – like, he had 240 yards rushing the Super Bowl, and for his career, he had barely over 300 total yards. All of it in the Super Bowl. Like, that's just one of those – sometimes stuff just happens like that. And what separates the, you know, the good from the great is can you do it for more than 10 games? Mm-hmm. And it was clear that Carson Wentz was fool's goal. I mean, just – You know, Nick, you have to have a lot of things break right. Nick Foles wins the championship, and he just never – he never got it back. He never recaptured whatever that – and sometimes you are what you are. Jimmy G has looked great at times. Mm-hmm. And then there's times where it's just like, 
what 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 are we doing here? Like you know, closing your eyes and throw a pass to the Super Bowl. Not the way I would have done it. <laughs> so you know, sometimes the players are who they are. He's still on. He's still on the roster, right? They have not traded him yet. That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I, I would I mean, imagine someone. I mean, if I'm everybody else, I ain't offering that much. I don't know what they're trying to hold out for. Or what. Somebody's going to be desperate enough to overpay for Jimmy G. Mm, yeah, that's true. I believe. I believe that's the play right now. Uh, the Jets' quarterback Zach Wilson. I think I initially saw it was a you know an ACL tear, but I think it's not quite that. So if you've got you know depending on who your backup is, and you got a dude that goes down, you might just have to overpay for Jimmy G. Yep. And and hope you can get a couple of W's, mm-hmm. unless you just want to tank the rest of the season. So somebody will somebody will move on Jimmy G. And because uh, my Niners, like I told you, it's win now. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the NFC is scary, and I'm not trying to smack talk, but just on the field, I, I, you know, most 49ers fans like, look, if we can get like 10 to 15 percent improvement from the quarterback position, because uh-huh. the defense is ready, right? And there's enough pieces on offense from Debo to Kittle to Jusic to uh, Ayuk, and there's enough pieces. If we just get a l- incremental improvement. Just sustain a little bit more on, you know, convert more third downs, you know, keep the defense off the field. If we can get a little bit more, mm-hmm. getting back to the Super Bowl is not out of the question. Russ is not in Seattle. Who knows what's going on with uh, Kyler Murray and them? They start hot and fade. So it's y'all and the Rams, basically, again, pretty going in for that division. And and keep in mind the Rams uh, NFC Championship game was the first win in like four years mm. for the Rams over the Niners. So and that was just a three point game. No. Yeah. And and the wife will tell you I'm watching. I'm like just one play, Jimmy. Just one play. <laughs> just one play. Mm-hmm. That's all. We, just one. Yeah. The Super Bowl. Just one play. One play. Ex- third down. One play. Yeah. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's uh that's excruciating. Excruciating. Oh, you're not trying to be too down, but Grant Hill's mom passed away a few weeks ago. Janet Hill uh saw that and all the things she had done, all the things you know, Calvin playing for the Cowboys, playing the league yeah. Yale. Uh, all the committees Janet was on, and just the thing that that stood out to me. Of course, you know we know what happened with Grant going to Duke and his career and all that. But I don't know where I saw it, but I've never forgot it. But Grant is an only child, and both of them, Calvin and Janet, were only children. So Grant grew up without siblings, mm-hmm. cousins, aunts, uncles, which is just wow to me. You know. Yeah. You take pictures with Mama B and Aunt May and all the time. But to grow up with no cousins or aunts yeah. or uncles is – I can't even really fathom that. That is wild. And they, to be the only child of two only children is just – that's that's wild. Yeah. So, yeah, condolences to the Hill family. You talked about it last week. Um, you know, Grant Hill – 
Granted, didn't have the professional career we thought, but still pretty darn good, right? Yeah. And and so, uh, yeah, condolences uh, uh, to the Hill family. Yeah, yeah. So, but I always just that's besides his own record. I always just think about that. He's the only child of two only children. Um, Serena. Yeah, her, yeah, we gotta we gotta give. Uh, props to the GOAT. This coming U.S. Open will be the final time we see her. I, you know, you go back to, she's just a little bit younger than us, but you try to think of tennis without her. I was trying to think, and I, I remember a little bit of the tail end of Martina Navratilova, a little bit yeah, of clips of her. Uh, her and every year had some, I mean, that was like Chamberlain Russell, that was a huge robbery. Yeah, Steffi uh, Graf, Monica Sellers, when she got Graf. stabbed. Yeah. Which is Monica. still is bizarre. Like, what? Like, yeah. we don't talk about that enough. Like, we were just like, oh, she got stabbed. That's crazy, man. Like, yeah. that should have been more. That should have been a bigger deal. Dominant as she was, and for that to happen, um, she wasn't, she didn't win to that level, but, you know, I always throw. Uh, Gabriella Sabatini is a name that I remember, and of course, Jennifer Capriati. My dad would just say, You just know about Gabriella because she's pretty. And I'm like, You're not wrong, dad, you are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the names pre Venus and Serena, and from that point on, they, they've just been part of the fabric of our sports life, rising to dominate for decades. All the time having to go through each other half the time to to win titles and you know beating down all comers otherwise as well, but just amazing. So I don't think we give the Williams sisters quite enough credit. We talk about the Mannings and different families, but from where they came from to where they got and the sport they got it in, I, it's just miraculous. Mm-hmm. Because when they first hit the scene, Venus was supposed to be the one, and Serena was the throw-in. And so there was an article, and I can't remember where it was. The wife sent it to me, basically Serena saying her goodbyes, and basically how it was motivating for her to beat Venus. Like that was the whole. That was a whole part of her thing was to beat her big sister, and it reminded me of my girls. A lot of what Little Miss does is to be better than my oldest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. she just texted me. The article was in Vogue magazine. Thank you, sweetie. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, sent, I shared that with my youngest, and she was like, yeah, she wants to beat my oldest and everything. Who got the better grades and all this kind of stuff. So Serena explaining that aspect of it. But then just, I mean, 23 Grand Slam titles. That is ridiculous. 23. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's taking time off. Because remember, she fell off for a little bit. And we mm -hmm. thought she was done. Then she won 10 more. Yep. And again, I'm not a, 
a tennis aficionado, but when Serena was on, there was there wasn't anybody better. Mm-hmm. And so she could overpower you. She could she could beat you any kind of way she wanted to. She could yeah. track down whatever you tried to hit at her. Just a little drop shot. Oh, that ain't working. You can't out physical me because you're you're just not as strong yeah. as I am. So that ain't working. Right. <laughs> and 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 who was it? Uh, they said was Serena's rival. They had only beat Serena once. Serena beat her twenty times. Oh, not Sharapova. Yeah, I, you know, Sharapova is a yeah is a rival the same way the Coyote is a rival to the Roadrunner. <laughs> the, the same way the Washington Generals are rival to the Harlem Globetrotters. Come on, man. Speaking of the, the Washington Generals, uh, I I went to our friend of the show. Craig Bates, who comes on Talks Hockey, Fangear Barn, he had his grand opening for friends and family. I got this reversible UK practice jersey and all kind of other stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a Washington Generals bowling ball bag in his shop. And I, I was like, man, how random is that? It's like, you know, after we get our butts kicked by the Globetrotters, we just take our own bags to the bowling alley. We're the Washington Generals. So it was it was just very random, but yeah, yeah. The, the, you know that's how one sided Serena was with her quote rivals. You're exactly right. So so looking at the Wiki, Serena's Wikipedia page, there's a whole section on rivalries. Uh, of course, Venus and Serena. Serena is 19 and 12 head to head. I didn't realize that uh, they got Serena versus Martina Hingis. Williams leads 7-6. Mm-hmm. Williams versus Capriati. Williams leads 10-7. Williams versus Justine Hennen. Hennen? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Serena uh, wins 8-6. Williams versus, I don't even remember this, Azarenka? Williams leads 18-5. And Williams versus Sharapova. It's 20-2. It's twenty to two. It, it like everybody wanted Sharapova and Konnikova to be legit tennis players so bad. Ninety-one <laughs> percent of the time, Venus, or I'm sorry, Serena has beaten. Like that's not a rivalry. That's it's just not. No. So anyway, uh, but yeah, Serena, she's great. Uh, I think she's handled herself remarkably well. It's well documented what the Williams sisters went through mm-hmm. when they first started back in uh, the 90s. Uh, and, and they have carried themselves remarkably well. Absolutely. And I remember, I'm old enough to remember when Richard Williams, they, they called that man crazy. He told everybody, these girls are going to take over tennis. That's what he said. Yep. <laughs> and he was spot on. Mm-hmm. Which is why they made King Richard as a tribute to their father. Mm-hmm. I, you, tennis is kind of, I don't know if you want to say it's is it going the way of baseball. I don't know, but it, it used to be watched more. I used to watch it more. But I, I, mean, I used to, you know, First of the year, flip on and, and see what's going on with the Australian Open. 
Partly as a kid, because oh man, that's awesome. It's summertime over there. I can't wait till it's summer. <laughs> summertime over here. I hate it, but then, right. it'll be cold over there. But I can't wait till we get some summer weather. Flip on and watch a few matches, watch a few rounds, see what's happening. Uh, I always would peep at Wimbledon and see what was going on, men's and women's. French Open. I don't. Th- I don't think I watched it as much as the other ones. But then you slide down the clay. Yeah. <laughs> then you get the. The U.S. Open when it's summer's almost over, it's September, and they're just in there raucous, and it's, it's like you know, NBA game because the crowd is wild, and you know it's just cool. It's New York City, and so, but you, I would just tune in and just check it out. Haven't done that as much, but you know, definitely gonna be watching this one with with it being Serena's last time to to go through there for sure. Yeah, and and really, it's the it's the death of the men's side. Mm-hmm. It's it's become you know uh, Djokovic and Nadal and uh, Federer for a long time. Before and those was... those folks just don't have personality. True. Djokovic, I just know because he's anti-vax. <laughs> like that's the big thing, and and maybe it's because they're the American men since Pete Sampras. It it it's it's been bad. Yeah, you know it's he didn't have personality. He didn't have no personality. No. no. You know, there's no John McEnroe, there's no Jimmy Connors, there's no Andre Agassi. Mm-hmm. Dudes are like, yeah, you got to pay attention. Yeah. There's been no American men, and so that's become the thing. And, you know, when when Venus or, and Serena were at their peak, you really didn't have to tune in to the first couple of rounds. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah was foregone conclusion, sure was. So uh, so you was going to bring up something too before I said Serena. So I was going to see where you. Oh no, I was I was I had the Serena ready to go since she said her, uh, you know, saying her goodbyes and and she she deserves all the accolades and more. She deserves to, uh, you know, she she deserves it all. So we we toss around the goat a lot, but you could drop her in any era and she would be just as dominant uh, with tennis. And you just say. Serena, Ali, Kobe, what, you yeah, know, she, she's reached one one name status. That's that's pretty good. We reserve those for the uh, for the best of the best, and she's she's right on that list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So definitely tune in to the to the U.S. Open and and see the farewell, and and uh, it'll be amped how amped the crowd will be and how. How reminiscent and you know, giving love the crowd will be, and we're to the point where we've seen the entire career. We've seen her entire career. That's where we are now. But well, you know, man, don't <laughs> we've seen people come in and start and end prolonged careers. Uh, I didn't watch the captain, the Derek Jeter thing, which it seemed like it was on forever, but. I mean, we remember him starting and, you know, playing his career with the Yankees. Uh, I couldn't really get I into knock at all, but congratulations I, to him for doing it and yeah, all that. I, I can't think of anything less I, I wanted to see less than a Derek Jeter documentary. <laughs> like, <laughs> to, he what, like, to me, the only interesting things about Derek Jeter was who he was dating at the time. Like, I I don't remember ever Derek Jeter's at the 
you know, was at the plate. Like, it, I know he got the 3,000 hits, but he was never must-see TV for me. Right. I thought he was a solid uh, defensive shortstop, but, you know, I, I think it's one of those things. You win a World Series, you play in New York, but I always thought A-Rod was better at shortstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I guess that's a knock on, on Jeter, but nothing about him makes me want to tune in and watch. Like Right. That was that was you reserved that for oh oh wait a minute, Frank Thomas about to bat. Don't don't go up to don't go nowhere. You know, Frank Thomas, Sosa McGuire for a minute. You know, Juan Gonzalez for the Rangers when he was hitting home, like, you know, but Jeter never was that type of dude. You know, Griffey, you know, you, you watched every Griffey at bat whenever yeah. he caught the Mariners on TV or, you know, get the Sunday night baseball with, with John Miller and Joe Morgan. And, you know, oh, wait a minute, Griffey up. Okay. I'll go to get him. I'll go to the kitchen in a minute. But yeah, he, Jeter he, never did that. No, he just got the, uh, he just got the, the New York bump. And of course they won yeah. a lot. And, um, but a lot of those Yankee teams, nothing about those teams really stood out. They were, they were almost too professional. Mm. There were no personalities. Mm. Like you know, uh, I always thought that uh, your Braves had personality in the nineties. Yeah, uh, you know, to in my mind, and I don't mean this negative at all. They were just some good old boys. You know, with with Chipper Jones and the, they just and and I don't mean that negative. That's just when I thought about the Braves. You know, they had some personality. The Yankees, it was like, you know, very businesslike. They were successful, but outside mm-hmm. of diehard Yankees fans, I can't remember anybody that was not a Yankees fan be like, mm, those guys seem cool. They just mm-hmm. it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same way with uh, the Patriots. All those championships, and it's like, what do you remember? You know, right. Tom Brady making the right play. Mm. You know, there's there's very few plays where you're like, wow, or those guys seem fun. Like, <laughs> when your Cowboys went to the Super Bowl in the 90s, boy, 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 boy. Like, <laughs> you could have stories for days. Like, you, you know, it was – and the thing about that, it wasn't Aikman. Usually it's the quarterback, but he was probably the, the most bland dude no, on those Cowboys teams and mm-hmm. the Yankees just never. It was like they always made the right play, mm-hmm. but they rarely made a spectacular play. Yeah, that's true. And uh, which and you know Ron Gant was on that first World Series. That was my dude for the Braves because I mean he was ripped. This yeah. looked like a running back. Just just jack. Like man, I like this dude, but uh. The was it ninety six when when Jim Larritz hit the home run off I think Mark Wollers, but and he was he was he went to UK he played baseball for yeah. Kentucky and I was like I, yeah. I, I I I that's cool but I have to hate him right now even though because he just <laughs> ripped the Braves hearts out another you know world you know Bobby Cox got the Kelly Perry treatment should have more than one more than what he has. Fortunately, he did get the one, but, you know, a lot of those other years, they would just come up short. You know, Kirby Puckett ripped their heart out one year, late, great Puckett, uh, Joe yeah. Carter, you know, stuff like that. But 
it is what it is, like you said earlier. <laughs> and, and those teams that get like, okay, you win a championship, that's great. But the team, or you are a dynasty, right? That's great. But the teams that get remembered have personality. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's how you get the documentary on the last dance. The right. Bulls team had personality. You, you had Ooh. MJ. You had Rodman. That's enough personality yeah. for days, right? Yeah. Uh, my Lakers, they got another documentary coming out on Hulu. Well, not a, a documentary coming out on Hulu on top of Winning Time, uh-huh. on top Ooh. of the Magic Johnson documentary. Legacy or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a, I did see that. I am so a- they had personality. Like, <laughs> look, man. <laughs> I, I know that winning time got played up, but Jerry Buss was a personality. Dr. Buss, personality. So it it's almost like you couldn't make a documentary about the, you know, those Celtics teams and all those championships. What's there to talk about? No. Their whole thing was they won, which is great, but you need more meat to go on to. I don't think the Derek Jeter documentary, and I haven't seen any clips that come out and make me go, oh, wow. Like, I right. saw one. He didn't like A-Rod. <laughs> okay. Like, no one likes A-Rod. No. A-Rod is just one of those dudes. He ain't got no fans. Mm-hmm. It's got to be bad to be that dude, that good at something and not have any fans. Even Barry Bond, with everything on his resume, <laughs> He still got people that will go to bat for him. No. McGuire will have people that go to bat for him. Even Sammy Sosa will have people go to bat for him. But I have never in the world of sports seen anybody say, A-Rod's my guy. No. I've never seen that. Mm-mm. Just like uh, with the NBA schedule coming out, I don't know if you saw this, the Utah Jazz won game on national TV. <laughs> I'm 45 years old. I have never met a jazz fan in the wild. Never. I have come across diehard Raptors fans. I've come across diehard uh, Sonics fans. Teams don't even exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I've met uh, through my former in-laws people that remember the Cincinnati Royals. Like, French, like but I have never come across anybody that says, I ride or die for the jazz. In Louisville, it's like, go Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But ain't nobody riding for the Jazz. And, and they got they one know, game. That's one too many. And they know he probably won't even be there when that game is on. That's why, because he's gonna get traded to Charlotte or yeah, he, he's gonna Washington or somewhere. So they like the, the Jazz get one game because nobody's there anymore and nobody nobody cares. Right. <laughs> and, and somebody else, I think it was the Thunder. Uh, only got one game. I think Detroit. And then somebody else, the Magic. Those are the four teams only with one Magic. Like I couldn't tell you he's on the Magic. The Magic are so bad. I could name you fifteen dudes that used to be on the Magic. Yeah. More than I could probably before I could get to. I know they drafted Paulo Bancaro. I couldn't tell you anybody else on the Magic. No. If some six nine dude walked to my front door right now and said I play for the Orlando Magic, I'm like, okay, cool. Nope. <laughs> That's the state of the Magic. <laughs> yeah, and same way with the Thunder. They got all these kids under 20. 
I got kids your age. I'm not watching you play basketball. Get out of my face. They got Holmgren, right? That's yeah, they, they got Chet Holmgren. I know they got Shea. Yeah. They got a bunch of dudes that just. Yeah, Shea. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And who else? Detroit? I ain't worried about Detroit. Cunningham and that's the only you know that's the only reason they get that they got the number one pick last year and yeah mm. but the Lakers got Dallas on Christmas Day oh the the Knicks got somebody on Christmas Day and let me just say this to Knicks fans going back to Derek Jeter you're only special because you're in New York. What I wish NBA people would stop saying, the NBA is better when the Knicks is good. Well, we've had a lot of good times when the Knicks was terrible. True. How do we know when the Knicks are good? Their last championship is four years older than me. Mm -hmm. It's getting ready to be 50 years. Mm -hmm. The last time the Knicks won, we had just gone to the moon a few years prior. Like, that's a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. That's... The Knicks have more retired numbers than division titles in their history. Sad. That is, yeah. Boy. And I'd get Madison Square Garden, and it's great, and all that kind of stuff. But Knicks fans, look, that's just a bone because y'all are a big TV market. You're right. I mean, yeah. when my Lakers, when I'm talking about the my Lakers having those Gonzaga dudes playing, we were still on TV all the time because <laughs> you know. we're the Lakers, and I and I get it. I understand why people might be mad, but the Lakers win. Come on now, Knicks ain't trying to win nothing. No, one division title since the OJ Bronco chicks. Mm. <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah. The Knicks, <laughs> Knicks been to one finals since I graduated from high school, and I'm old as dirt. Yep. You're right, man. Well said. Well said. We covered all the athletic department drama, exhausting as it was, and it is. Yeah. And made us wish. We were talking about with Shaden Chart player not again. Maybe we want to go back oh, to that. Oh yeah, we go. We're gonna go back to that. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, the team looked good in the Bahamas. They did. You can't, you can't take a whole lot from the competition. I think that last game, they were a little gassed. And they were one dude for the was it the Bahamian, the Bahamas team. Yeah. Thirty six years old, dude. You need to go be with your family. Go be with your <laughs> kids, man. You, you, come on, thirty six. <laughs> If I'm 36 years old, why, boy, playing against Oscar, I boy, <laughs> go be a family man. Go, you know, UPS is hiring. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there's not a whole lot you can take from the level of competition, but you definitely want to see the team bonding. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing for me was show a little bit what the young kids got. And I think the ceiling on the young kids going to be high. Mm -hmm. uh, Antonio Reeves. Nope. I wrote this down. Antonio Reeves is a hidden gem. He is like Shea was a few years ago. He's that throw-in. And if he is your eighth or ninth dude, that's a great team. Yes. That is a great team. Uh, having two point guards, we know what Severe is going to do. 
but being able to play with uh, with uh, Case and Wallace at the same time, mm-hmm. that's two ball handlers. That's a lot of – we saw some good shooting. Uh, Wallace is a heck of a defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 this team has a chance to be really special on the defensive end. Yeah. Uh, Damian Collins, yeah, he's, he's starting to put it together. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's going to throw some baptisms out there. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Toppin, has he figured it out? Mm-hmm. If he has figured it out, and it looked like he did for stretches, nope. I like this team. Exactly. It's a long way to go to wherever the Final Four is this year. I don't even know. A long way to go, but I like my team. Yep. And with do. Oscar anchoring things in the middle, I like it. I like it. And I'm going to get another one of these shirts, baby. There you go. I need a bracket shirt. That's it. That's it. Now, now, you know, this is an original 27-year-old shirt. Let me be very clear. Because I'll show my uh, shorts from 98.9. I got the denim throwback shorts that sold out. They also had where you get, like, retro, and it makes me feel bad when stuff from my freshman year is retro. (laughs) <laughs> this makes me this it was one thing when uh when they put out the the you know the zigzag sh- or the icicle shorts and these ones are from 78 this one's from 80 whatever okay those can be retro the 96 retro throwbacks made me feel old because this shirt is that old this shirt is authentically from uh that time period he's a little frayed around the collar wow. not quite what it used to be but uh mm-hmm. My college days is retro now. Yeah, that's ain't that something? That's that's something. That is something. <laughs> Making me, I, I need to go. Need to take a bath to uh, take care of my old bones these days. <laughs> Ooh, time don't stop, but we'll enjoy it anyway. And yeah, we'll be. Man, I got I got an eleventh grader this year. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's that's I, I, I saw people uh, on, on Facebook, you know, first day of school, which is probably the best day on Facebook. Everybody's kids on the first day of school is great. But I see some of my friends send their kids off to college. I'm like, man, y'all got some old kids. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, college, you know, big man. <laughs> and then it hits me. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. All y'all with these old kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and little miss it's great she gives me text updates just about every day i get a rundown she got a locker one day and then she give me what she took for lunch i love it keep it coming absolutely yeah enjoy it while it comes yeah now big miss i get an emoji every now and then but little miss still lets me know so that's right, keep me yeah. in the loop that's right enjoy every second absolutely we enjoyed every second of this, even yeah. all the drama and all the stuff. We have fun every week. We another week closer to college football next year, uh, next week. And yeah, actual yeah. games be popping off real soon. So we'll have that in addition to all the other stuff we do every week. And y'all check it out on Roku and YouTube and Anchor and listen to us or watch us, whatever you want to do. We appreciate it. Absolutely, another fun time. Appreciate you every week, TB, and we always have fun with it. 
we'll hit this outro and we'll holler y'all later on.